podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. Today my guest is Keith Dewey, a psychotherapist, uh, working with people suffering with mental health, helping uh, get rid of smoking, bad habits, trauma, PTSD, uh, and occasional martial artist. <laughs> How are you, Keith? How are you? Hi, Les. Good, thank you. Yourself? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you. Yeah. Good beer. That's it's unusual chat. It's two o'clock or three two o'clock, and we're sipping beer in. Uh, on a Keith, Friday Keith, afternoon, though, Keith's so that's okay. Keith's <laughs> office. I'm Polish, <laughs> I can drink early. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for the invite. Good to, good to be catching up with you. <laughs> it's, it's great to see you as well. Um, could you tell us something about yourself? What do you do? Um, how did you end up with it? And, and I shut up and sip a beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, I suppose we met, was it a year or so ago, um, off the back of your martial arts class and the karate classes, um, which I've yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, COVID has obviously made a, a change to those. Um, but yes, yeah, so martial arts is something I've done throughout the years. Um, I think that reflects my interest in, in mental health as well. So um, way back in the mid-90s, um, used to do a style called Cooksaw One. Mm-hmm. Um, a Korean martial art. Um, there was an element of mental health to that as well, um, and just being mindful from mm-hmm. from those days. Um, and it's it's very much been an interest of of mine, just trying to understand how on earth the brain does what it does. Crazy amount of processing going on <laughs> there. Um, far more cleverer than the average computer, um, and we just outthink those things completely. So always interested in in how those actually work. Um, that got me into a degree back in um, University of Exeter back in the mid 90s again um, called Cognitive Science, which was combining psychology, computing, artificial intelligence, um, philosophy, so questions around do we actually think, how do we know who we are? Um, Lots of very deep conversations with with quite a few drinks in those days as well. and then, yeah, my life, a fair bit of time in the corporate world, so um, doing financial crime management, data protection, information security, and, and those kind of <laughs> things. Um, so that was almost a, a day-to-day distraction, but at the same time in the background, um, still reading lots on the, the mental health, um, and certainly getting much more back into that space in the last few years. Um, so a lot of that came from the, the mid-90s was the days of Paul McKenna, um, big hypnotist in the UK. He used to do a lot of stage, stage hypnosis mm-hmm. in those days. Um, he's now very much on the, the well-being side of things. Um, lots and lots of books, lots and lots of times on, on daytime TV and so on. Um, but yeah, it was, how was hypnosis making those changes so quickly to those people's brains, uh, both in terms of the, the stage activity where people can just forget their name or forget mm-hmm. a number very quickly. Um, so how can we actually use that to, to help people um, to get their, them to change their brains for the better? Um, that took me into a journey through um, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, which is quite closely related to, to hypnotherapy. And, um, the, the inventor, Richard Bandler, Dr. Bandler um, of NLP, says for him it's all about what works and what doesn't work. 
He's not fussed about the style of therapy in there. He's just looking for things that can make the change in the brain very quickly. Um, from there, and in the last few years, picks up all kinds of new tricks as, as well, uh, with additional qualifications in, in hypnotherapy. Um, so I've seen some, some amazing changes using that. And that's essentially, it's just a, a relaxed state. Um, so we just work with the mind in a relaxed state, very focused state. Um, and a few other techniques um, that are coming through recently, like EFT, um, which is a form of tapping on, a, on different parts of the body, like acupuncture without needles. Um, havening is quite a big one. It's another one that Paul McKenna is running around on a lot of the TV shows mm -hmm. um, demonstrating havening at the moment. Um, and there's another one recently called BWRT. Um, and all of these, as you say, a lot of them for um, anxiety, trauma, um, jealousy, anger, all of these things. And we're perhaps because of COVID seeing an increase in a lot mm. of these. It's almost the an undercurrent and a tension underneath that's building up a lot of stress in people. Um, I've had uh, lots of clients where just using these techniques and it just gets rid of those old concerns very quickly. Mm. It's a, I, I like the introduction section in my podcast because I always learn new things about people who I thought I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, half of the stuff is saying uh, I didn't realize you've been doing uh, or maybe I just didn't listen properly earlier. <laughs> uh, way too much acronyms. <laughs> I really, that really, struggle, does happen I a really lot. struggle yes. that's in, in the English language because in Poland we don't use shortcuts. Uh, it's yeah. full, full words usually. And in UK, everybody's got a shortcut for something like and just puzzles it. What that stands <laughs> for? Can you explain? Um, so I asked this question to everybody, so I must ask you. Okay? My t-shirt says it all. Karate for mental health. It's a great uh, new t-shirt as uh, well. Uh, <laughs> Are your t-shirts for sale now? Yes, well, not this one, but that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what martial art has have have or has uh, impact? Um, what impact have on you? I got that one. <laughs> it's gonna be like that. Um, positive, negative impact, martial arts, your mental health. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to say positive. Um, part of it, I I had forgotten. Um, having done martial arts about 20 years ago, um, the, the instructor there, a guy called Chris Clements, really good guy, um, trained us very, very hard, um, but was very philosophical with it as well. Um, and yeah, really, really good days. Um, and it was when I came back to your class and, and just doing things like the cutters mm -hmm. um, and, and just kneeling down and bowing and just taking that moment whereas you can spend the whole day running around like crazy um, and I've forgotten the effect it's obviously programmed into my mind from <laughs> 20 years ago um, of just yeah, sitting down taking that moment um, bowing allowing the body to calm down um, and it just triggered something in my mind of that that relaxation mm. that came came back very quickly um, and I think a lot of that is now used in the likes of mindfulness, meditation. Mm. Um, it's all in there. Um, I suppose exercise is good for us anyway. Um, and there's, I don't think science necessarily does it justice. Um, it's starting to get there of yeah, realising so. by looking after our body, it can really help us look after our minds as well. Um, but there is quite a, um, a mental component to karate. Um, even going through cutters 
um, mm. where you're very focused and, and aware at the same time, um, that can put the mind in a very healthy space where it's just very much concentrating on one thing. Um, and I don't know if you, if you find this on catas as well, but over the years I found you can almost zone out completely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. That you're just 100% in that moment and the body knows what move to do next. Mm. It's, it's just like this automated routine that runs, runs through your mind. Um, and that, in a way, is very similar to the, the hypnotic trance as well. Um, that as people go into a trance state, they're still aware of what's going on, very focused, but just deeply relaxed at the same mm -hmm. time. Um, and that can do some really powerful things deep down in the, the core parts of the brain. Yeah, it's the, the, the whole kata thing for me is it's like meditation. One of the forms of meditation when you, when you focus on one and you uh, kind of tunnel, tunnel vision. And then you've got that time to listen just to your body and yourself without Absolutely. the distractions being bombarded with all the um, different uh, stimuli. You just, you, your body and the movement. And you're in that zone when you can relax, listen to your body. Later when you're going automated, you can search for your thoughts, what's what's going on and select the ones that you want, don't want. Um, so that, that's the way I meditate and uh, and that's what, what's helping me. Um, I was listening uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think I actually sent you that one. Um, uh, Joe Rogan speaking with the psychotherapist or uh, the hypnotherapist, I think. Um, speaking about who can be hypnotized, who cannot be hypnotized and testing for that. Yeah. What do you think about that and can you tell me? Maybe I can say the test. So the test was that uh, when you look up, uh, if your uh, eyelids close or, or flicker, then you are, then not Yes, you're looking up and you try to close your eyelids. Yeah. Can okay, you explain the that test? Because I'm go I've got a really good memory, but very short. And I'm <laughs> really, really bad in describing things. So can you describe the test? <laughs> um, if I remember test. it, yes. If I remember it correctly, um, they were saying if you are looking up and you you close your eyelids, um, okay, it's it's part around the conscious control versus the subconscious control in your mind. Mm -hmm. The suggestion there is if your eyes judder more as as they come down, um, which is often a sign of, of subconscious control of your mind. Mm -hmm. um, that you're more susceptible. Um, there's unfortunately a huge amount of um, views in this space. Like on everything. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and nothing nothing really concrete. Um, I suppose that they will often say that the people, there are lots of stages of trance. Mm -hmm. in, in hypnotherapy, some people say that trance doesn't exist anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So you've still got those, those kind of conflicts and saying that you can do hypnotherapy even without a trance, okay. uh, it's just suggestion and the, the power of suggestion, which the likes of Darren Brown, I think is on TV quite a lot at the moment, mm. um, he will provide people with very um, quick suggestions to forget which tube station they're going to and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, it's a hypnotic technique he's using, but he's just not saying sleep beforehand. Oh, right. um, so very similar techniques in there. Um, if somebody was to go for an operation, so there are still places that are doing operations purely with hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So you don't use drugs, and this is how operations used to be done, um, especially out in India. There was a, a few great scientists out there. Um, they would put people into a very deep state of trance, so the body, the mind, just very, very relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, and according to these studies from a good few years ago, um, they would find that because the, the body is relaxed, they could do surgery on that 
part of the body very easily, mm-hmm. they often found the person came round quicker afterwards because they didn't have to get drugs out of their system um, and also found that the healing was actually quicker mm-hmm. because there wasn't so much trauma in that part of the body and that part of the body was completely relaxed. Um, their suggestion was that they could then recover more quickly. That's interesting. I was reading actually yesterday, uh, I'm going to shout out to uh, Matt Jardine book, uh, Buddhist Millionaire. Yeah, good book. And, and he, is, he was talking there about the, the meditation acceptation, accepting your uh, pain. And when you start accepting it and take it as it is, it usually goes away quicker and it is not so niggling you and uh, bothering you if you accept it and just observe it instead of fighting against it and use the pills. So I suppose that's kind of um, a similar situation you get in the hypnosis. Relax, you accept that pain, you observe it instead of taking part in it. That's yeah, kind of absolutely. Correct. Yeah, so everything, anything we touch, anything we see, mm. anything we hear, that's just electrical signals coming in. Mm. And it's down to how our body interprets that signal as to whether it says, yep, I'm going to really create a whole load of feelings around that and get very upset about it. Or I might decide to say, yeah, that is what it is. Often people can help um, if they if they get upset by other people. Mm-hmm. That can often help them as well to say, um, it's not that other person that's making them upset. They're making themselves upset. All that person is doing is doing something stupid. I find it punching. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way around it. <laughs> Whereas if you just turn around and say, yeah, they're just a stupid person, that doesn't need to affect me at all. Um, I can be free from that, creating that wall um, and yeah, putting them on the other side of the wall. Um, and often that, that just starts to bring down the, the levels of anger in there as well. I have to be uh, careful now. I cannot say stupid people because it backfires on me. I said something about somebody parking said a stupid person or something and my son was sitting in the back and the other day he got upset with me and whispered under, under the breath, Stupid daddy. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Kids learn too fast. <laughs> Nothing. Um, can we do the test? Am I, subs- uh, I, I, am I a hypnotized person or not? Certainly. I don't, I want, you to, I I don't want you, you me to hypnotize, although I'm, I'm probably going to try that because uh, I want to be successful, so I want to be hypnotized to be successful <laughs> in all fields of life. And it's all, it's all we have gradients of, of how successful you are as well, um, and it can depend on the people you're working with. They normally say it's about a third of the population um, often fit into what they call a somnambulistic category. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even without um, acronyms, we've got silly big words in this space. Um, <laughs> they tend to be the people that, that sleep, walk, talk in their sleep, um, it means that the subconscious mind and conscious mind are quite close, mm-hmm. um, so they can access that area quite quickly. So if I tell you a story about m- what I do when I sleep, you're probably going to know. So um, that's going to be funny for listeners. Well. Uh, <laughs> my wife t- says it better because she was on the receiving end of it. So <laughs> okay, I, now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, wake up at night and took all the pictures in the room and hide them so they don't drop on people's head. I don't. I, don't, I remember it, but I don't remember it at the same time. So when she tells me, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I've done it. And one is the, the gold standard for sleepwalking. I woke her up about four o'clock in the morning and said, uh, honey, you need to go to work because somebody's stolen the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to be careful with your own hypnosis in that case. <laughs> but that, so that, does that mean that I am 
For me, that's a so, good so, so, sign. Yeah, because it, it that to me suggests that your subconscious mind is more readily available. Uh, but then I'm very stubborn on suggestions when people try to convince me of something. I always backfire. You may have, yeah, your conscious mind learned to protect itself there. Okay, building walls. But at the same time, I'm, yeah, I'm and you're trap. Also, it's a sign of being very creative in intelligence that you can access ah, that subconscious mind in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I take donations. <laughs> Um, my favourite test, uh, which which doesn't actually involve hypnosis at all, so it's it's safer than recording, okay. um, is is basically if you put your forearms together, yep. um, so arms at yeah ninety degrees, um, and then just interlock your fingers, yep. um, which is the old. I'm oh, making a gun. That's that's <laughs> the one. A gun pointing up into the air um, with your elbows together, um, and then if you just relax your arms, um, and then we're just going to pull our fingers apart, the, the two forefingers, yeah. just yeah. pulling them apart. Um, and then just relaxing your body. You don't have to pull them out. Um, but what you can find is, you, as though you can imagine there's um, two magnets on those fingers. Mm -hmm. And if you just want to look at those two fingers, notice the distance between those fingers. Yeah. And just imagine there's magnets, and those magnets start to get stronger and stronger. I have I've felt the magnets before you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and we can even take a bit of wire, and we can start wrapping that around there, and we start putting that wire tighter and tighter. And the yeah. more you look at it, the more those magnets get stronger and you can just relax your fingers. Well, I, I try to resist And as, as, you, as you relax your fingers, you'll just find them gradually getting closer and closer together. Yeah, they do. And the magnets, the closer they get, the stronger those magnets get. So they're just stronger and stronger. Uh, I think I'm finding it. I try to relax as much as I can, but... I guess we're about, we're at halfway there yeah, yeah. at the moment. My right finger is very shaky. <laughs> you know, your finger's partially fighting it again. It's potentially that conscious side of your mind. Yeah. Okay. We'll we can always put an invisible force either side as well. So we start <laughs> an invisible force just, just pushing in either side as well. I think actually my middle finger is blocking the one finger of going together. <laughs> but they get, they, uh, I know you, don't, you can't see it when you're using cameras, but uh, yeah, they're going together actually. And I don't, I don't want them to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty much. And that's yeah, that's the slight. Uh, just yeah, the the fact that the brain is is so, thinking. So I can be I can be fixed and free freed from all my faults. <laughs> my wife will not be paying you. <laughs> I said there's yeah, there's all kinds of techniques, and a lot of the techniques I'm using at the moment, are things like. Havening and BWRT, <coughs> um, yeah, Havening running around, uh, Paul McKenna running around on the TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, that's there's some amazing science sitting behind that that only came through. It's about 2013. Um, the, the the Rudin doctors over in America. Um, they were looking at studies of, of people. So we've got techniques of tapping, like mm -hmm. acupuncture, um, that was known to release phobias very quickly in the brain. Mm -hmm. They said that's nonsense. There's no way that can work. Um, Paul McKenna was out there demonstrating, and this, mm. that, that can't be real. Um, so they started looking at science experiments behind it. Um, they looked at experiments where people had gone in massive brain scanners, mm -hmm. um, and different parts of their body were being touched. And they found that certain parts of the body released different waves in the brain. Um, so often, if, if somebody is upset, you find somebody else will kind of rub their arm, or if they're thinking hard, they might rub their face or, or their forehead. Um, what we know from this experiment is when the person does that, it's actually creating very powerful delta waves deep in the brain. So this is uh, okay, it's kind of early evolution stage of 
possibly after reptiles and cold-blooded animals, definitely the, the earlier warm-blooded animal, mm-hmm. animals. Um, they've all got this limbic system and amygdala um, as parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by doing things like stroking our arms just from the... Um, the shoulders down to the elbows um, in these studies they found that releases these very so it's about one a second is the wave uh, delta waves into the amygdala and mm-hmm. um, other experiments where they were and some of these experiments involved rats which then gets obviously a bit questionable um, but they were looking at rats who had suffered traumas before mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> giving them delta waves as well and they found that the, the neurons, so there is about 100 billion neurons in our brain, mm-hmm. um, very detailed information looking at these cells, and they saw that when the animal got traumatised, there was bumps on the, the connections. And as these delta waves came in, those bumps vanished back into the nerves again. Oh, OK. Um, and so they're doing trying the same thing on, on humans, which is where the whole havening technique comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we'll be using specific thought patterns, um, but with the, the havening touch, and that's just repeat stroking um, of the arms or the cheeks or the, the head, which is where you create the biggest delta waves. Um, but they now know that that changes the, the individual neurons. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I've used this for people who have, suffered with explosions kidnappings um really horrific incidents that people have gone through um and they find within half an hour or so of using the havening and, and the right protocols sitting behind that um that they will often say i kind of remember it and these people they were burst into tears just talking mm-hmm. about it very quickly and uh, we'll go back to it and i'll say try and trigger it again mm-hmm. make it as real as you can um and they will say I, I, it's just as though I've seen it on TV. Mm-hmm. I can kind of remember it. I know that it happened, but it doesn't have an emotion to it anymore. Oh, okay. So <laughs> is that is that why people naturally going for hugs and rubbing when something's you know we upset? One of the best remedies is um, having a hug and that rubbing of the back and and, yep. and like you said shoulders. It's, yeah, it's immediately creating those really relaxing waves in that yeah very basic part of the brain. So it's like an evolutionary support system for a trauma yeah we do it already yeah people know to do it it's like why else would we rub our fat faces if we're thinking about something or, or stroke somebody's arm mm. if you take an abstract from it that's that's ridiculous to start stroking somebody's yeah. arm um, but we do it already mm-hmm. um, and yeah the the Rudin brothers that the scientists out in america um by by looking at this picking up lots of studies they are saying actually yeah there is something very important happening in the brain at that point Excellent. And so, yeah, havening is a great technique. Um, BWRT is another one. Um, they Stands say that for? at brain working recursive therapy. Um, too, too many complicated words for it. It gradually gets longer and longer. <laughs> these words um, that uses um, there's there's quite a lot of different protocols in there, but it's it's quite fast speech patterns. Um, so if if we were working on a, a traumatic thing, I might ask you to to think about the trauma, mm-hmm. um, to think about how you pr- prefer to feel, and a state in the future when you're looking back and saying, "Yep, yeah, I used to have that, but I feel fine now." Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we loop around these very quickly um, using sort of specific scripts that have been provided by a guy mm-hmm. called Terence Watts who invented this um, less than ten years ago. It's still really fresh, really new. Um, they're starting to use this now out in South Africa quite a lot. Police teams out there um, obviously see a lot of um, shootings, a lot of serious traumas. Um, they find it works really well out there. 
Um, so it's it's yeah it's for people who don't like the idea of stroking their arms, which mm-hmm. I understand seems quite weird, but I've seen it have such a strong effect. I'm a, a complete believer now. Um, that's it's more talking, but again, it gets that the view is that it gets into the they call it the reptilian part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the part of the brain that is thinking, perhaps half a second, perhaps ten seconds. They've seen in, in some experiments before we're aware of the thought. So oh, we're yeah. having these yeah, having these thoughts subconsciously. Eventually, it pops up into our conscious mind. So what that technique it does, it, it gets into that pre-thought, mm-hmm. um, changes the way of thinking. So rather than getting upset with something, it's just seeing it's like seeing a, a stick on the ground. Mm-hmm. If someone <clears throat> has a fear of snakes, it'll be embedded into that part of the brain, yeah. and they go, "It's a snake." Mm-hmm. Um, and sometime later, the conscious mind will kick in and go, "No, it's a stick." But it's too late at that point. You've already got. Uh, when we get then... stressed, when we glimpse something and we think it's something else, we just go, oh, yeah. oh no, that's not that's, right. It's a, a reptilian, so the cold-blooded animals have the same part in their brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's that immediate panic. It floods our bodies with stress hormones. Um, and, yeah, so that's where BWRT comes in with these, these loopings. Um, it, it helps to, to tell the brain, yeah, that can appear, but I can be all right. And so I don't need to jump, I don't need to panic. Um, and it just eases those things out. Do you think that, you said you started martial arts 20 years ago, so that was before your studies or after your studies? Uh, I was only two years old at the time, obviously. Uh, no, it was, <laughs> it was d- during, during studies. During studies. I was thinking because most, uh, with uh, most therapists I'm talking to who are martial artists or been martial artists, it's always that the martial arts lead them to, it's like we're breaking ourselves in martial mm. arts and then looking for a ways of fixing ourselves. Is that a bit of a, your story? Or did you know before martial arts interested in how the brain works, how we can find the solutions for things and mental health? And yeah, how, did, how, how was your road from uh, a person going to the studies, doing martial arts, to ending up being a semi-martial artist, <laughs> um, doing the mental health super important job? I, yeah, I don't think it was that planned or well thought out as, as lots of life is uh, it's kind of not so it's, it's never yeah. thought out but it's just kind of those coincidences guide you towards yeah I think I, I dabbled throughout my younger childhood dabbled in a few different martial arts mm-hmm. um, mm. I suppose in the main yeah the I, I knew I had that interest in the brain um, and there was a lot when I went to, to Exeter to, to study the degree mm-hmm. um, I was having a random walk around campus in one of the earlier days um, saw this guy in a black uniform jumping up and down um, and it looked quite exciting at that point um, I think I was there playing a squash with a friend who, who also ended up um, joining the club at that point um, so it was more happening to fall into it mm-hmm. um, but because of the, the nature of that martial art um, that it is more of there was elements of philosophy and uh, mindfulness in there um, that kind of yeah it, it gelled very well with the, the psychology and the things that I was learning at the time. Awesome. Um, new projects? What are you working up now? Yeah, now you're trying to write the book. <laughs> I'm going to be pushing you to uh, release it. That, that's always an important word. Trying to write a book means it's, <laughs> I'm not actually writing a book. I'm thinking about doing it maybe sometime. Um, so, yes, I am going to be completing a book. 
yeah. uh, by the end of the year. So that's that's important. Um, that's... Let's have a race because I've got one. I've got two that needs to be published. <laughs> one is the Polish translation, which I'm still waiting for a friend to uh, send back the correct version. So that's gonna be ahead of yours. I hope in the September gonna be. But I've got one now being uh, reviewed by the experts in the field. Um, and let's see. We can do it together by the end of the year. Sounds good. Most of it's written. Yeah, that's that's the book to help therapists around GDPR, so data protection. Uh, not necessarily a particularly exciting read for most people, um, right. but obviously looking after the people, looking after the data, the health data we capture is very important as well. Um, so I know a lot of therapists are really keen to understand what mm -hmm. is a, a ridiculously complex law. Um, so I'm just trying to help put that down in, in steps no, for people. I think not only therapists but martial artists I've been, I've been if you want a good GDPR expert go to Keith he's doing all our stuff in the club <laughs> yeah, like uh, he keep getting uh, thousands of uh, messages from me what that means what that means so I probably <laughs> I buy a book and stop bothering you <laughs> um, if I write it yeah. yeah where the people can find you uh, in regards to your therapy information about the therapies uh, and GDPR as we mentioned you're doing that as well professionally um, um is is the main website um, so there I so see yeah, it's those those kind of therapies that I've spoken about quite a lot it's all about dealing with the subconscious mind that's that's my key target and just releasing those feelings that we don't want um, but yeah, from anxiety, trauma, which I'm seeing increasing, you mentioned my new project, um, I think trying to work out how COVID is affecting people uh, and just seeing you know, the impact of these problems becomes really important, um, helping people to come over that. And for a lot of people I'm talking to at the moment, it's resurfacing things from, from years ago mm -hmm. that kind of been locked away. But the, the chaos in the last few months uh, is just making things harder for themselves. So we're just helping to, to relax those down making life easier and more fun because that's what life should be all about yeah. um, so yeah that's freeyourmind.uk um, the information security data protection side is all datagrc.co.uk all the links going to be below in the description fantastic so, thank you Keith, it was a pleasure uh, to talk to you likewise thank you very much for the beer as well it's been very tasty cheers very good <laughs> cheers <laughs> right. stay well everyone <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.